Hey there, this is Therese Skelly, and I am so excited that you are going to be listening to an episode of the Fiercely Brilliant Podcast. Do you like those two words? Fiercely Brilliant. My hypothesis is that you are here for a reason. We all are. Our souls have led us on journeys that have very often taken some twists and turns, and sometimes it's not pretty. Sometimes there's struggle, and there's loss, and there's challenge, and in the middle of that, there's always the way out. And it's those times that often lead us into our great life and work. So you're going to hear stories in these episodes of myself and other beautiful people that share the journey. They share how they got to the place where they're standing, working in their brilliance and being the powerful leaders that they are. So stay tuned and enjoy this episode. Hey, this is another episode of the Fiercely Brilliant Podcast, where I bring the coolest people here, and sometimes I share my own stories, because really the goal at the end of the day is not just to have a life you love or have a business you love, but literally to live into your brilliance, make a business out of your brilliance, and inspire people from your brilliance, and holy shit, do I have a woman that's going to inspire you, like literally... If I was on a plane, I'd say, you know, put your seatbelts on because we're going. We're going. So <laughs> I'm so excited to introduce you to Mimi Dabo. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you, Therese. It's so good to be here. I'm really excited. I'm a fan of your podcast. I'm a big fan of you. So thank you for having me. Love it. Love it. Love it. So, you know, let, let me just share this story ahead of time. Um, I didn't know Mimi. And I sent an email. She's been on my list. She's been following me for, we figured, lots of years, right? And she sent me, she sent me a love note. Like that's FYI, if you ever want to get anything from me, my love, I'm a love language person. And she just basically said, your work has inspired me, but whatever, whatever, I don't remember what you said. And I said, tell me more about you. And then I went to her website and I'm like, good hell. Like you're so cool. And then we get to talk and I said, I have to bring you. She has the most amazing transformational story. And so you're going to hear her story in a minute. You're going to hear how she got here. But darling, I want you to start like, what do you do and what do you love about it? Awesome. I am a business and money mindset coach for women. And I help women entrepreneurs to raise their prices, charge their worth, and create premium packages so they can make more money, work less, and also get to enjoy their life, their health, and more profits. That's what I do. And I love seeing women come in there charging $100 a month and create $10,000 packages and just say, now, what am I going to do with my time? Because, you know, that little voice in the head is like, you're lazy. <laughs> why, why are you not doing something? Why are you not creating funnels? Why are you not doing this? And also, it teaches them to just um, lean things in, kind of just make things easy, like let it be easy, let it be easy. So I basically help women let it be easy. That's what I do. Wow. There's a bunch of mindset gremlins today going, it's not easy. Right? Because that's one of, the, one of our stories. I literally heard that just today from a client. It, it's too easy. Yeah, it's too easy. Um, are, you sure this, are you sure this is right? <laughs> I get that. Exactly. Oh, that's so cool. That sounds yeah. really rewarding. And, I, and you just glow when you talk about it. So I know how important it is to you and how much you love the work. It is because I was in that place too. So that's why I do this. I was charging $500 a month and I would say, oh, it's $500 to work with me. And if they blinked, I would say, well, you can just give me 300 
And I had one person say to me, that's offensive. Do you think I can't afford it? That did not go well. And she was a client. She became a client, but it did not go too well because she thought I was insecure. And I was like, oh my God, I'm, yeah. a, I'm the coach. <laughs> yeah. And I was. And so, it, you know, she got what she needed, but she, I mean, the last, you know, the exit when she was leaving on the program, she said to me, I felt so bad when you thought I couldn't afford to work with yeah. you. And I felt really, you made me feel really small. And that was the last time I charged $500 a month. The next month, the next month, I was at $6,000 for a package. It was just, it was a transformation yeah. for me. And she coached me yeah. to my greatness. <laughs> we, we just got it. Like, I have just got to See, that's when I know I have to stop and go, oh, I'm getting chills again, girl. Hold on. And so that's what we do. See, we get into this, like, I can't charge. I'll, I'll do them a favor by giving a sliding scale. Mm-hmm. I'll go lower. But what happened is your client was like, ew, that feels icky. It was so What a beautiful client that she's like, bullshit, take a stand for yourself. Like, I'm not going to get less. Yes. That's such a great story. We think, okay, guys, think you're not doing them a favor by diminishing. Instead, you were like, okay, come up to the 6,000 level. Come up. It is so disempowering to not charge your worth because you're teaching your client that she or he is not worthy you're teaching them that they have to go to struggle heaven to earn it. You know, I like to say when I'm working with women, it's like being in a room with an open door and a big wall. So the door is just is shut, but if you can open it, the handle, but you decide that to go to the other room, you're going to scale the wall because you don't deserve to just open the door and go through the door to the other room. So you climb the wall, you're sweating, you know, you're huffing, you're puffing, and you get to the other side and you go, yes, I made it. I deserve the glory because I suffered. And then somebody else walks through the door and you go, lazy bum, you don't need to be here because you didn't earn it. That's what it's like when you don't charge your work. You are like just dropping wisdom bombs right from the start. Good God. Okay. There's more where that came from, folks. So hang on. Okay. You know, one of the things that I, I love that we got to spend some time getting to know each other, your origin story is, mm-hmm. I've never heard of this before, right? I've never heard at the age seven, you know what I mean? Like, like, so, so tell us where you come from a little bit of what life was like and the journey that got you here living in the United States, being the gorgeous badass. And this is not just the only business she has. Like she's, this woman is, (laughs) you can read her official bio. This woman's got some game. She's on, you know, got multiple businesses. And so, so talk about where you came from because it's, it's such a, such a story of never giving up. Thank you. Um, I was born in Sierra Leone, West Africa, um, a long time ago. And I, <laughs> I was born with uh, um, some birth issues. And so I spent a little bit of time in Europe with my family. I had to fly out there for surgery. And my dad was a professor at Oxford. And so when um, his sabbatical was over, we came back to Sierra Leone. And I grew up in Sierra Leone until I was 14, 15. Um, and when I was seven, I think I was seven growing up in Sierra Leone, you know, I was surrounded by amazing humans. They were all intellectuals, you know, all went to Oxford. My dad was a professor, so everybody went on campus and it was just brilliant people who had really intellectual conversations. And I just knew that I was worthy. Like I, I was never made to feel less than. I always knew that I deserved something. But at the age of seven, I'm not really sure what happened. I had this epiphany where it was like, 
I knew exactly who I wanted to be in the world. I knew exactly what I wanted. And I told my father and he looked at me and said, okay. And he said, well, there's one thing. And I said, what's that? What is it, daddy? And he goes, you have to always be curious. That's how you're going to get what you want. All those dreams you want to have come true. Don't stop being curious. Just stay. Just and I said, oh, like Peter Pan and just stay a kid. And he goes, that works too. And, um, he died three years later, but that was one of the most powerful conversations I had with him. And at seven, I was standing under a mango tree and I had this vision. It, was, it just hit me. And it was me and all these children. And I was working with all these women. I had no idea what country I was. And I assumed it was London because it was a mix of different diverse groups. So I assumed, okay, we're back in England. I had no idea what it was, but it was all these women. And I was on stage with them and talking to them. And I thought, I don't know what that is, but I love it. Yeah. And I remember saying, oh my gosh, this is so awesome. I don't get to go to an office. <laughs> That's <laughs> all I could think. I don't know why I thought that. <laughs> and ever since that day, I just knew, I knew, my, I knew how the story ended. So no matter how hard it got, I always say, I know how my story ends and I'm not there yet. So it always keeps me going. So and you know, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. So that was seven. And then at, at 14, I had, you know, I had plans. I was going to go to college and all those things. And then I got kind of sick. I found lumps in my breast when I was 14, three lumps. And the doctors told me that if I didn't come to America or London, I would basically die of cancer. So I need to come so I can have surgery. And so I came to the U.S. to have surgery. Mm-hmm. When I came, the war broke out in my country. And the doctors told me that the surgeon said, if you go back and you can't come back, you will die if, if the lumps come back. And I can guarantee you, they will come back. You're, you're a teenager, so let's monitor this right here. Yeah. So if I hadn't stayed, I'll be dead by now. The war lasted 15 years. Yeah. And my family and I were separated for those 15 years. I didn't see them. So yeah. it was really great that I was here because I don't know where I would be if I didn't get here before well, you, the war started. You, you do know. You do know. Yeah, I do know. Yeah, that's, that's true. true. <laughs> yeah. that's I do know. I know how the story ends. You know how that story ended, and it's yeah. not a good ending. So if you think about it, at age seven, like spirit told you, you knew that you were going to be an entrepreneur. You knew that you were to work with women. Like what seven year old, like most people, you know, want to be fairies. I wanted to be a fairy. <laughs> no, I, I, you know, I, people wanted to be firefighters and, yeah. and doctors and teachers. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to be an entrepreneur, but I was the one that went took all the other paths to get to being an entrepreneur. I did not do what I knew I was called to do because I was scared to. Because I didn't have people saying, yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. I had people saying, you need to go to school and do this and do this and do right. that. And so I did that for probably, I didn't become an entrepreneur until I was in my 40s. <laughs> From seven, I decided, I, first I became, I became, I went and got my undergrad degree. Then I was modeling and then I got my MBA. Then I went and got my CPA. Then I went to law school. I was a lawyer for about 16 years. And then one day I just looked up and I said, fuck it, I'm done. And I quit. I went to my boss's office and I quit. I mean, he would just look to me like, do you have a brain tumor or something? What do you mean? Right. Wait. This is and weird. I said, yeah, yeah no, um, it's yeah. over. Like this, this party is over. So hold I'm on, out. I gotta ask you. So, <laughs> so, so you knew clearly the path. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the, the breast cancer got you to this country. It's so funny. The things that one could deem a tragedy all actually saved you. Yeah, um, our biggest problems, our greatest challenges, our greatest gifts 100%. to help other people. Absolutely. But I know if you had told me that on that day when I found oh, the yeah, loss, no. I wouldn't think that. But today, right. in hindsight, it was right. my biggest thing. 
and it was it was the lumps were benign but the doctors were concerned that because i had so many and they kept reproducing themselves and i've had multiple surgeries later you know for lumpectomies and so far it's all benign thank god to this day and i refuse to have any more surgeries because yes, no, yes. nobody's cutting me anymore there you go I'm, I'm, not a, I'm not a medical lab rat <laughs> so let me ask you though because so, so there's a little bit of a disconnect for me because you were super clear and mm-hmm. then I heard, but I had to get this degree and this certification. Like, was, yeah. there, was there like proving energy? Like, I'm not enough until I get that. Like, like it sounds like your father was educated. So you're, you know, you were in that. Yeah, yeah, both my, yeah both my parents um, were professors. So it wasn't even that. I love school. I love learning and I'm okay. curious. And I let my curiosity take me to that path. But I was also scared to disappoint my family because okay. in my culture, you don't grow up saying I want to sell things, you know, <laughs> you know, because, um, you know, you, you get a, you, you become a doctor, a lawyer, a pharmacist, an engineer, or, or a professor, or a teacher. That's what you do. And so even though no one explicitly said to me, no, you cannot do this, I decided that I wasn't going to rock the boat and have anybody get mad at me. Okay. Ooh. So I swallowed my voice because I, 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 I had this energy of you speak when you're spoken to and you answer when your stupid name is called. And so you swallow your voice and, and you don't helpful. shine. Was that, was that what you, you know, were raised with? I, I have family who are the opposite of that. Okay. So, you know, you can grow up in the same house with other people and okay. you all turn out differently. And that's how mm-hmm. I turned out. I always felt like, and this, this is all limiting beliefs around probably how you're raised, watching your mother, watching your father, mm-hmm. being the good girl, I always wanted to be the one who didn't get in trouble. And, you know, and then it was always, you know, you hear your mother say to your brother, why can't you be like her? Said, oh, God, now I'm going to get in trouble with my brother because right. he's told, yeah. why can't you be like me? Yeah. <laughs> so so I, was that, I was always that girl. Uh-huh. And I felt like I had to be that, even though no one told me I had to. It was kind of, of implicit. You, you were smart. You're a smart girl. Yeah, you know it was implicit. And then there was also... I wanted to be, I was so confused when I got to the U.S. because I wanted to be a model. And I just thought that's part of the path I want to take. I want to do fashion design. So I, again, I kept all that in until I was 28. That's when I did my first fashion week show in New York. And that's when I started my fashion business because I wanted to get, check all the boxes first, get all the degrees. That way when I do what I want to do, no one says to me, why are you doing this? I, I felt like I had already given them a gift and it was so silly because nobody asked me to. Yeah. And you know, I, I sat on my dreams. So, so when I work with my clients, Mimi, a lot of what you're talking about is identity, right? Yeah. So yeah. you knew, and here, here's, here's the theme of today. You knew exactly the path for you. Like you said, mm-hmm. I know how the story ends. I'm going to be on stage. I'm going to teach women. I'm going to, and yet, because you bought into the kind of the, the family and the cultural stuff that this mm-hmm. is the expectation, you sort of, even though it wasn't bad, I mean, it sounds like it was like marvelous in many ways, but there was always that split for you. So, yeah. that, so how did you- I, get- medic- I medicated myself to get through it. I went to therapy to get through it. Yeah. I, I, I was self-sabotage at work and try to get fired. <laughs> like one, yeah, I did. One day, I remember spelling my name wrong, like the week before I quit. I, I, was, I had all these typos in the document. I was walking to my boss's office, and I saw the typos, and I said, oh, crap. 
So I went back to my office and I did everything. And I went back to him and I gave him the document. He goes, your name is spelled wrong. And I said, oh, you got to be kidding me. I need to quit this. <laughs> I mean, I did everything I could, you know. It was just so kind of like waiting for somebody to do something. I wanted permission. I needed permission. Okay. I wanted okay, so someone to give right. me the magic wand on my head. Saying and that, that's, that's the thing. So if, if there is a woman in front of you today, that, or, or somebody listening, because because we set an intention, guys, I'll just tell you ahead of time, gals, that you're going to get some good stuff out of this. Somebody is going to be inspired. Somebody's going to walk and somebody's walking the same sort of path. And maybe you're giving up your dreams. Maybe you're trying to prove by doing all these things, or maybe you're pr trying to please people and you're silencing yourself. And that's freaking painful. And so Mimi and I are like, oh, hell no. It stops today, right? Yeah, it stops. So, so for the people that are listening that, that are relating to this, like it, 16 years working as a lawyer when you really want to do this ah like we don't want you to take an extra 20 or 30 years to get to your dreams what no. counsel would you give to somebody that is in that place because what you said is i wanted permission so what would you so we can shorten their time what will you tell them no one gives you permission okay you give yourself permission you decide this is the thing whether you want to start a business, write a book, sing a song, um, dance on stage, write a play, whatever you want to do, there's someone out there that needs to hear the thing that you have because your gifts have nothing to do with you. And when I think that I sat on my gifts for 16 years or 20 years or whatever, when there were women out here who needed to raise their prices and charge their worth and get where they need to go and create dreams and, and create communities and make impact in the world. And I set up my gifts because I didn't feel good enough, because I didn't feel worthy enough, because I didn't feel it was time, and because I didn't feel like my dad was gonna rise up from the grave and say, okay, Miata, Mimi, it's time, here you go, I command you to go now and be great and be curious. I was waiting, I was stuck in the world of, who am I gonna be when I step out into my dream? What if I fail? What if I can't make it? What if this is just a fantasy? What if it wasn't real? What if I made this to escape from whatever it is I was trying to hide from? And so wherever you are right now, just know that today is the day. There's never a good time. There's never a right time to do your job, to have children, to get married, to do whatever. There's never the right time. Today is always the right time. We don't, I mean, even if you live up to 200 years, that's not long enough. Yeah. Okay, it's 200 years is not long enough for you to slow yourself down. Be great now. Don't wait until you get to heaven to be great. Be who God is calling you to be. Shine your light in the world and be great now. Make the impact because somewhere, <laughs> someone needs you today. Your gifts do not belong to you. And when you keep it inside of you and hold yourself back, that is selfish. That's like somebody walking up to you with cramps and saying, I really need this talent on. And you go, well... Today, I'm not feeling good enough, so I don't know if I can give it to you. <laughs> yeah. You know, that, that, like, you're such a beautiful evangelist. Like, like I know why we're talking. I adore you. We're like, we're like, <laughs> like, we're like the same, same voice here. And what I, what I always tell us, so I love that your gifts are not your own. They're not for you. And what I say to my people is, if you have the desire, it is of God. It, you know, yes. the root word of desire is of the Father. Yes. And we don't have to call it a masculine gender, but meaning yeah. it is, it is, it is your soul's calling. Like the work yes. you're here to do, you're supposed to, so, so you know, it's seven. And then you yeah. shared a beautiful story of being happy and successful and knowing you were off path. And knowing I was off the path and medicating myself to stay off the path. 
And there's a pain. everything I could. There's yeah, a it was a lot of pain. Yeah. yeah. Painful. And <laughs> it, it was funny because I knew and I knew that I would quit my job. Every 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 January first, I said, This is the year I quit. I said that for sixteen years. This is the year I quit. And by by, by year fifteen, my friends would say to me, You know what? Don't tell us you're gonna quit, just quit and then tell us. So when I quit my job, I didn't tell anyone, I just quit and told them. And they said, why do you tell us we were going to quit? Because you told me not to tell you anymore. Yeah. I, I but if you think about it, Mimi, you were, that's a respected profession. You were probably making good money. It would be very easy to say, eh, it's good enough. And yeah. like so many no. women settle, so many women settle. So how do we break them out of the, it's good enough mode? Like if we could just shake their heads up today and say, no more freaking settling, no yeah. more settling. Well, good enough is settling. Good enough is not enough. Yes. Exactly. And if you have to tell yourself that, well, at least I'm happy. If you have to say, if you have to put any qualifier on your joy, yeah. that's not good enough. You deserve more than that. You're worthy. Your, your life. <laughs> I mean, your life deserves more than that. Desire is one of those things where if you don't follow it and lean into it, it will drive you crazy because spirit, God, universe will catch up with you and he will have, he or she will hang onto your feet until you do the thing you're supposed to do. I can tell you that now. I don't have a desire to be a brain surgeon when I'm walking down the street. So that means it's not for me. It's not who I'm meant to be. But if you have a desire, that means it's already here. All you have to do is be it. But you make that decision. And it's one of the most empowering things you can do is make the decision to be you. Mm. It's to drop all the BS, drop all the shoulda, coulda, woulda, what if, what if they say, and just ignore what everyone is saying. Listen to your heart, lean in, mm. and be who you're called to be. Be the light for the world. Mm. Each one of us is a gift in the world. Every one of us has a gift. And when you don't share yours, it's not fair to the rest of those who are sharing theirs. Right. Oof. Woman, you are just delighting me today with your story. This is so, this is so, mm, so yummy. I hope I'm not the only one who was that dumb. <laughs> well, somebody out there who no, it's not dumb. This. But here's the thing. Be gentle. Like, no shame. Hold on. No that's shame. True. That's it's true. That's true. I, I was really hard on myself. And some days yes. um, that, that, that little angry person shows up who says, what if you had started this 16 years ago? You know what? And, and it's all perfect. And I have to let it go. You couldn't. Like, like, I am where I'm meant to be. And so, so, so thank you for having this moment of being real because it's really easy to go, God, what was wrong with me? I should have. Like, you know, like you're in the after. Like you're, you can look back and say, wow. But when you're yeah, in the middle I, of it and the mountain yeah. is really high and all the identity issues and all the family issues and all the cultural and all the mindset stuff, yeah. it's not so simple as, oh, I'll just decide differently. Sometimes it, that's the work you and I do, the mindset pieces of it and the clearing the energy pieces of it. So yeah. that's another reminder is be gentle if you're not there. Be gentle if, you're, if it takes you 16 extra years. It's okay. Yes. Be but compassionate and kind. Be very compassionate and kind and also... I think my biggest thing was I couldn't receive. Mm. I did not know how to receive. So it was easier to get a paycheck yes. than to ask for money. <laughs> I was afraid to ask for money. Because <clears throat> That's a hard one when you're a business owner. As, yeah, as a paycheck, I get told what I'm getting, and mm. every July I get my 1% raise. Mm. And it's like, yay. So I actually quit my job in private practice where I was making close to half a million dollars to go take a job of less than six figures because the money made me sad. Mm -hmm. And I thought that if I quit that job, I'll be happier. 
then I won't have to go do a business maybe because I can serve women and children just like in my little vision. So I left and I went to the World Bank to prosecute fraud and corruption in areas where they manipulate women and children. I thought, oh yes, maybe that's what the vision was about. I did everything I could to make it fit into my little box that way I don't have to go be me. And so I spent seven years there making less than six figures, depressed, in debt, almost lost my house. My marriage fell apart. Mm. And I was sitting there in the office going, so I quit making money to be poor, broke, and depressed. I could be rich and depressed, and I can be rich and happy. <laughs> I'm going to choose being rich and happy and, not, and take the ceiling off my income and go do it. No matter how bad it gets, I do know how my story ends. So I'm going for it. But ladies, gentlemen, don't wait this long. It's not worth it. I don't go to a special heaven because I spent 16 years chasing my tail. I don't go to like no special chair or crown that I get because of this. There's no struggle warrior title that I get. It just means that I didn't believe in myself. I didn't think I could do it. I didn't think I was good enough. I didn't think I was ready. I thought I had to get an award that said, ready for business award. Nobody gave it to me. I had to actually just sit there and say, my daughter is watching me. I never want her to think, oh, maybe I shouldn't do that because of X or I'll wait until Y. No, get the alphabet out of your, out of your system. Just be. The only letter you need to know is B. Okay? Just, just be. I love it. Oh, my gosh way more about your story that I didn't even know. I didn't know that the going from this firm to this firm, that was wow. Which is why I do the work I do. There we go. Money mindset. <laughs> there we go. You know, we teach what we need to learn, girlfriend. I'm yes, yes. I, so, I, I learn every day. I learn. Oh my gosh. It's beautiful to see the reflection of yourself in your clients. It's beautiful. That's right. So you are an absolute gift, a treasure. I'm so happy that I got to meet you and bring you to this podcast stage. And I'd imagine if I was listening, I'd be like, what? That woman is freaking cool. I got to follow her. So where can folks find you? Um, well, they can find me on my, on my website. It's really easy. It's lifecoachforwomen.com. Perfect. That, and every, every link is on there. When you go to oh. lifecoachforwomen.com, you can get every link. You can also go to mimidabba.com. It goes to the same place. <laughs> And I, I think you got a free gift to, to offer people. Yes, I do. You know, you've all heard about my money story. You've heard about my limiting beliefs and how that kept me down. Well, I wrote an ebook. Um, it's, it's self-coaching questions with about 60 questions to help you to deal and kind of uncover your money story and see where it's holding you back in your personal relationship, in your personal life, in your business, and everywhere else in your life. Because, you know, how you do money is how you do life. And if it's showing up in your business, it is showing up somewhere else to sabotage you and keep you stuck. So that's a free um, workbook. Um, you get the questions, you go through them. It takes you from you know, childhood through today, from the first time you heard about money until now, how do you feel about money? What does it do for you? What do you do with it? How does it make you feel? If you were dating it, what kind of relationship would you have? <laughs> All the good stuff. So yeah, it's right there for you. And I, I used it. I still use it. I call it my daily money mindset shower. Yes. You have to take it every day. If not, you stink. You really do because it's an ongoing process and I still use my journal every day. That's fabulous. And, and the link will be on the podcast page. So make sure you get that. 
Mimi, you, what a delight. Seriously, one of my favorite episodes. You have really, you've just rocked it. You've delivered so much good stuff today. And so um, just thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for, you know, I'm just, I'm having this sense of all the women that this story touches and all the clients that are going to be lucky enough to work with you. And just thanks for listening to that little seven-year-old vision that knew the truth. Right? So just, mwah. And thank you, you know, thank you for being one of the women who, when I started my journey as a coach, and you don't know this, I I think I told you you were the first ebook I downloaded, it was money mindset, and I said, what is this money mindset stuff, and you were the one that had me uncover my story, that's money mindset, you were the first money mindset coach, I never knew what money mindset was, so you, 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 you put the light in me and reflected to me, you were my mirror, and I used that book and it was this, and I kept saying, oh my God, this is so much stuff. How did she just give this for free? And the generosity and I kept that, it taught me to, to give value for free. You taught me that. And I thank you. And I followed you this last five years and yeah. I, you know, and I'm thankful and grateful that you have let me amplify my voice in the world. So yes. thank you for that. It's all good. It's all good. See, that's the thing. When I shine my light, she shines her light and it's permission for others to do the same. So, so, you know, what I think we should do. We talked about in the beginning, because I always ask my guest speakers, I say, what's the intention? I want you to really focus on the intention. And what, is, what did you say? Because we're going to sing it. <laughs> I said my intention was that my light would shine on at least one person who is holding in their light, and my light was going to shine on them. That little light of mine. This little light of mine. I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. <laughs> <laughs> However we yeah. do it. I, I yeah. guitar, I don't sing. <laughs> I do. You model, I sing. Anywho, anywho. So that's the, that is the wish for us, loves, is that we want you to shine. Shine your light. Yeah. Because shine you never, light. like, like I'm sitting here going, really? That, that, that old product that I made, that money mindset, like, God, that was so long ago. And yeah, no, look, it was my light. It was my light that guided me to the, my here's path. Here's the thing. I never knew of that. I never, I never heard that story until five years later. So you yeah. never know how your work touches people. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Okay. <laughs> we will wrap up with that or we're going to get into karaoke in a minute. We better stop. All right. Much love. Thank you for listening and watching. And um, hey, leave a review if you like and make sure to reach out to Mimi. And if I can support you in any way, I would love to. Peace and blessings. Bye. Hey, this is Teresa, and I'm so excited that you were with us today for another episode of the Fiercely Brilliant Podcast. You know, if you are inspired to get to that brilliant place, if you heard some wisdom today that made you think, yeah, I need some help in that area, I would encourage you to have a conversation with me. Super simple, you just go to treeskelly.com forward slash let's connect. It's a no charge, no pressure conversation. And if I can support you to clear the blocks, to really step into that brilliance, oh my gosh, it would be a delight. And I'll be honest with you, we'll just have a great conversation and see where we can take it. Peace and blessings, bye.